everyone. Welcome back to Today in Tech. I'm Julia Beauchamp, and I'm here with Computer World Executive Editor Ken Mingus and Mac World Executive Editor Michael Simon. And we've got a very exciting day because, as you might have heard, Mike's power just came back on. So we won't have to deal with Mike coming coming in and out during the show. Um, We are live on Computer World as well as on Computer World's LinkedIn page as well as on YouTube. So if you have any questions or comments while we are talking, please do let us know in the comments or the live chat if you're watching on YouTube. And we'll get back to you. We'll respond while we are live. So we've got sort of a twofold topic here today. So first, we want to talk a little bit about these, the 27-inch iMac, which is rumored to get an, you know, an M1 Pro slash M1 Max update in early 2022. Then we also want to talk a little bit about some um, memory issues with the um, M1 MacBooks and Mike has some personal experience there. But first, I do want to talk a little bit about this um, 27-inch iMac. So they, and it's funny because a few weeks ago, I want to say one one of our viewers said something along the lines of, we were talking about the new, the consumer level iMac that got the M1. And they were saying, you know, what about the 27 inch iMac? So early 2022? That's the, that's uh, the yeah. First of all, right? apologies if there's any beeps and buzzes in my background because my power just went back on and now everything is, is restarting, <laughs> which is a lot of things. So if you hear any weird noises, that's why. Um, yeah, they're saying mid. So, all right, the 24 inch came out in April. Spring has been Apple's iMac, like, kind of there. They're, the iMac Pro came out later in the year. But for the most part, it's like a spring update that they've had, they've kept to for a while. It's not every year, it's, you know, every two years, maybe. So, that would make sense. I think we briefly lost money. That's all right. I can April, keep going. On the oh, other there hand, he is. it's a probe machine. You can't hear me. It's all good. Hello. <laughs> keep, keep going. Keep going. You're do, you're doing great. Uh, this is a nightmare. Um. Uh, yeah. So uh, maybe maybe April, which is when the the M1 24 inch M1 came out, and also mm. uh, since it's a probe machine, it could be WWDC, which is uh, a couple months after that, June. So my guess is around there, first half of 2022. I would I would mark that down for when. Apple's going to switch over the the remaining iMac Intel machines, of which there's three at the moment, to uh, the M1 Pro, M1 Max machines. Yeah, I'm I'm psyched about seeing this machine because basically yeah. for one reason, right now I'm I'm you know talking to you guys on a 2017 iMac company iMac that is starting to show its age, and the iMac Pro, at least from what I've seen described sounds ideal. I mean, you're talking like, you know, the, the dark bezels, of course, it's going to look nice. The the faster chip, the uh, they're talking maybe face ID in that one, Michael, because it's kind of- Yeah, there's depth. a rumor that Apple's testing it, which I believe that's the first time we've actually heard that, Yeah. that they've, they've tried it. So we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, the, the MacBook Pro, I believe the, the notch is a placeholder of sorts for a future model that will have face ID. Um, I fix it, did a teardown, their, their customary teardown of the MacBook and they, they, the camera module is way smaller than, than the true depth, uh, face ID module in the iPhone. So it doesn't quite fit in that yet. And, you know, part of that is Apple's stubbornness to make things super thin. So like, it makes sense that it's not there yet. 24 inch iMac also makes sense. Cause that's a more of a consumer level, you know, device. So if they're going to debut it, an iMac makes sense and a Pro model makes sense. Just like the iPad Pro has it, the other iPads don't. So 
I would not be surprised to see that new widescreen camera with true depth uh, center stage and the yes. whole shebang in that 27 inch IMAX. So also to talk about the display for months, we assumed and also heard rumors to back up that assumption that the 27 inch IMAX would be coming, would be becoming a 30 inch IMAX because hmm. of the smaller bezels and the footprint and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Recent rumors suggest that that might not be the case and that it might actually still be 27 inches as it is now, just with smaller bezels. So the whole machine would be, would be more compact, but the 27 inch display would remain. Um, I mean, it makes both make sense and it doesn't make sense because 27 inches is a good size, but 30 inches is a better size. <laughs> 30 inches would be insane. I would That's love big. that. Didn't, didn't, doesn't or didn't Apple, remember when years ago when they came out with that, it was like a 30 or a 32 inch display. The that was absolutely, yeah. it was like the first time you'd seen one of those things that was that big. It was huge. Yeah. And that was like yeah. a real leap. And then they kind of, you know, moved away from it. They didn't want to do their own displays, but. Yeah, there's also rumors that they're coming back with one, one of uh, a standalone monitor, yeah. which I know for sure would sell well. Like that's something that's been in demand. I don't know why they stopped making them. They were great. I remember when those studio displays came out, uh, when, I, when I was 10, it was around 2001-ish. Uh, 2000, 2001, around that time, there was three of them, 15, 17, and I think 20, but they were amazing. You know, they were, it was that, that kind of clear plastic with, with, with stripes on them, you know, very subtle stripes. They were, they were fantastic. They were, they look cool. They perform well. They weren't outrageously expensive. And then they moved on to those Thunderbolt displays and then they just stopped making them. It's, it's been, it's been several years. So there are rumors that Apple will come out with one um, hopefully next year. I think that would be a great move. I don't know why they stopped making them because, you know, it goes with all their Macs and they're 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 good. They're, they they were good anyway. And also, have you seen the rumors, Michael? Speaking of displays in the iMac Pro, that it would have ProMotion. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what they're saying. ProMotion immediately, basically the MacBook Pro in in an iMac form. So the M1 Pro M1 Max chip. Um, LED, a mini LED ProMotion 120 Hertz um, display when all that comes with that. So the, the, the HDR and the, and, and the higher brightness and all that stuff, um, along with uh, the benefits of the, of the Pro. So the, the 24 inch has the M1, the, 20, the 27 inch would, would have the, the M1 Pro, which is similar to how Apple sells it now. The, the 21 and a half inch, which now they discontinued, but that was the, the prior low end model. And that came with a with I think a, a Core i3 or a Core i5 processor, and then the 27 inch has the Core i7, Core i9, 10th gen, or no, maybe it's 8th gen. I don't even know. But it, it, at the time it came out, it was the newest one. I think it's 10th gen. So, boom. <laughs> hold on. So we got the 10th gen. We had a technical a technical difficulty. I, I lost everything here. <laughs> All right. Well, we can, can you can you can yeah. continue. Yeah. So well, I was, I was going to ask you, Ken, um, what sort of um, so the twenty four inch right twenty four inch already got the update, and that's the sort of like consumer level IMAX. So yeah. you guys are you know going on about all of these new updates upgrades that are going to be present in the twenty seven inch is and is that kind of what's going to define it as like a pro level device. Um, and it's M1 Pro, M1 Pro or M1 Max chips are what's predicted to be inside this, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and that I mean, and, and you know, to your point, Juliet, too, 
if I'm a company and I'm looking to outfit uh, a group of creative designers or video team or, uh, you know, um, just people who need a large screen real estate, there's nothing wrong with the 24 inch iMac, but the 27 inch iMac, I think would appeal to me. It's going to be more expensive, of course, but with the, the, the CPU, GPU, uh, RAM options, that's presumably gorgeous screen, uh, you know, decent camera, center stage, that's going to be uh, a really nice machine for, for companies looking for, for Mac desktops. And it's also future-proof for mm -hmm. the next five years, Michael, would you say? Yeah, I mean, that, that M1 chip, um, we, we tested the, the MacBook Pro. You, you, you have the MacBook Pro. It's significantly faster than the M1 and most likely significantly faster than the M2 as well once that comes out um, probably the second half of next year. It's a, it's a mm. really fast chip. Um, M2 Pro probably won't come out till 2023, maybe middle to end of 2023. So we, yeah, as you say, we're looking at a long stretch for that processor to be top of the line. And some of the benchmarks we've seen there, you know, they're as good as like a Mac Pro. I mean, they're, it's really fast. And that model probably starting at $2,000 like, like the MacBook Pro, I my guess, 2,000, maybe 28, something like that for the, for the configurations with the, with the various uh, chips. Uh, yeah, a great option. And, um, you know, really kind of solidifies that transition. All that would be left at that point is the Mac Mini, the high-end Mac Mini, and that, and that might come out at the same time. If they ever get yeah, like that. I said, we've talked about this before. The Mac Pro, I don't. That's going to be the way. Yeah, I don't know what Apple does with that, but as far as what's left, you have three iMac models and a Mac Mini, and that's it on the non-Mac Pro side. So that year transition is, looks like it might be done in about a year and a half. Nice. Yeah, I want one. <laughs> yeah, well, you want everything, Ken. We don't. I want one of these. What can I say? Well, if you've got a 2017 iMac right now that you're using, it's fine. Work. It works just fine. You know, maybe you're due for an upgrade. I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe. And we'll, we'll see. You know, I'll have to ask Santa Claus. But just fine doesn't work in kids' work, kids, Ken's world. Well, latest greatest, baby. So then, let's talk about you know your new latest greatest. Um, M1 Max MacBook Pro, right? And we were talking a little bit about these. Um, memory issues. And Mike, I will link to your article on Macworld in the live chat so people can read a little bit more. But what are these, the sort of like memory leak issues? And were you experiencing it on your new device, Ken? Uh, I saw, well, let, let Mike do his okay. uh, explainer and then I'll okay. come back around and explain you. This is, but Mike, you're talking about the, the early, the 13 inch M1, right? MacBook Pro? Uh, yeah, so it's a funny, it's a funny kind of long, long-winded story. I write it, I wrote about it today at MacWorlds.com. I've been experiencing issues pretty much since I first got the 13-inch um, Pro with 16 gigs of RAM. I got it last December. It's a, it's, it, it's a company laptop, and almost like immediately, I would have you know regular slowdowns, not like every day, but you know once a week. And they would crop up for, you know, five minutes, two minutes. Sometimes my machine would crash. Sometimes it would slow down to the point where, where I had to like quit a bunch of things. And I would talk to uh, my IT department. I would talk to the kids, the, the, my, my colleagues. And they're like, yeah, it's probably just related to something that, that is running in the background. You know, we have all sorts of, all sorts of little apps that, you know, backups and 
and um, IT stuff that run in the background. Yeah. And we just kind of chalked it up to that. It's been, it's been an issue for 10 months. I mean, since I got it, I use it every day, obviously. And I looked, I searched, and I didn't really find many people that had those types of issues. So I just assumed it was something that was installed on a laptop before I got it. And since we don't really have access to IT like we used to, because we're all working from home, I just kind of said, I'm just going to deal with it. When the MacBook Pros started reaching people, the new ones, the 16 inch, new, uh, 14 and 16 new ones, all of a sudden I started seeing reports that were very similar to mine. People saying like, whoa, I bought a 64 gig uh, uh, 64 gigs of, uh, of memory in my MacBook Pro and Control Center is using 30 of it or Safari is using 15 of it or whatever app it was. And I said, hey, wait a minute, that's, that's, that's what I've been experiencing forever. So I did some research and I decided to write about it because now it's not just like, well, you have something going in the background that other people don't have. This is an actual... What is it? The M1 actual? chip, maybe even not the M1 chip, but, but from what I see, it's it's the M1, and it's related to, um, in this instance, Monterey, because that's a new MacBook Pro. But I, I'm on Big Sur, and it's been going on for a while. And as I was writing the story, it continued to happen. So I have a bunch of screenshots and so and stuff to show the error messages I get, the forced quitting of apps that I have to do, and you know the the ridiculous amounts of, of memory that you know websites and apps are using that, you know, at times during the week, slowed down my machine. I'd like to think that Apple is paying attention to all this stuff and is going to address it in some way because it seems though that it's a, it's a, it's a software, I, I would assume it's a software issue because when I quit the offending app, you know, immediately goes away, my machine comes back and everything's fine. And when it works, the, you know, the end one's fantastic. The battery life's great, the, the speeds are great, all that stuff, but there are these issues and seemingly related to the way the the system on chip is is is, is handling you know the, the memory of the machine. Yeah, we we were talking about this earlier, and, and I sort of you know made the point when you're on the cutting edge, which some of this technology is the the, yeah. the system on chip stuff. You know, sometimes you you get some cuts. Uh, I had the 13 inch M1 MacBook Pro, um, my own, so it didn't have a lot of you know perhaps stuff from work installed on it not saying that's necessarily the case i didn't have any problems i hadn't noticed yeah any. and it's not it's certainly not everything so no no yeah, no it's definitely that makes but, sense yeah but what's interesting is in terms of the new ones because i do have the new 16 inch m1 max and i saw the same reports you did michael about people seeing these memory leaks and i i did a quick check with activity monitor and it showed that uh, the little control center was using 30 gigs yeah. out of the you know <laughs> 32 that I had, I mean, now I hadn't noticed any real slowdowns in what I was doing, you know, on the screen in front of me, but I usually only have like three or four apps open at once. And it yeah, might've been that I just caught it in time. Once I quit the process, it seemed to have gone away, but it was for sure. And for, you know, for work, I usually have, you know, Slack and Word and Safari and, and, you know, I have like eight or so apps open, which is, you know, as you, as you do. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. And my personal use, I might not, push it as much or I might not notice it as much, but at work, I absolutely do, particularly if I'm on like a Zoom call or something, you know, and things like slow down to a, to a crawl sometimes to the point where they crash. So yeah, that's exactly it. Where a particular app will use, sometimes it's using more than I even have. 
Like it's yeah, because that's what that, I what don't that quite get. I mean, I understand swapping, but it, it it was like yeah, I could see how it was like numbers people yeah. reporting didn't make sense. Yes, I mean some of it I don't I don't I mean I'm not technically uh, understanding of all the all those issues, but I do know with swap memory, virtual memory, like you can't the apps can use more than the actual system physically has. Mm -hmm. But so some of it might be a reporting issue, but it's clear that there's a at least on my machine that there's something going on. Because when I like, I keep Control Center open all the time now because I need to keep an eye on that stuff. And when I see it, I'll quit the app. The, the thing goes away, and the machine comes back. So it's clear that these memory issues are like apps are using resources to the point where other apps don't have them to uh, to 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 run properly. Gotcha. Now that said, I wouldn't discourage anyone from buying an M1 Mac because of it. Because oh it's a great, you know, machine. I mean, they, no. yeah, it's a, a, when it when <laughs> otherwise it's a great machine. And <laughs> if you're using it for personal use, I would recommend taking this, going to the Apple store and, and fixing it, you know, maybe getting another one, whatever it is. I, like I said, I'm, it's a specific case because it's a company machine and uh, I'm not in an office anymore and it's, it's, it's just difficult. So I just, I just dealt with it and I was able to deal with it. I was able to get things done every day. I mean, you know, I, I work. I'm not sitting at home saying, well, I can't do work today because my machine's not working. You know, it, it's it's not debilitating to the point where I can't get work done, but it is a, a, a common issue on my machine. And now I'm seeing it more and more and more on people with other machines. So I think that it'll require an update in Mac OS for Apple to, to, to uh, fix it. You know, I just want to just throw one more thing out there too, as we're talking about cutting edge technology. You know, we were talking about this earlier. Apple has this new feature, this private uh, relay that yeah. basically is designed to mask your presence on the internet. It's in beta, so it's not- iCloud, iCloud Plus, so you have to pay for an iCloud storage plan Correct. To, to get it. Correct, but there are times, so if you, and I did, and so I've been trying that out. And it's interesting because there are times I'll be surfing and suddenly I can't access anything by Safari, you know, I'm still getting messages. I'm still getting email, uh, Outlook email. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? This happened yesterday, I think. And there was an outage basically. Yeah. You know, and I, got so, a, I got a notification about it um, that said private relay has been disabled because, and then it came back like an hour later. Yeah. 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 So all, I mean, just again, cautionary tale, you know, when you, when you're using latest and greatest, both software and hardware, these things do occasionally crop up even for Apple. And, you know, again, and no slam against the technology, but it's, you know, wild west in some ways. We're just learning how to do this stuff. Apple's learning how to do this stuff. And I'm sure they will nail down the memory leak. And I'm sure private relay by the time it's released, you know, full scale will be solid. But, uh, you know, sometimes these things do crop up. Sure. And, you know, there's a feature um, in iOS 15 and macOS Monterey, universal um, control that hasn't even been released yet. We saw a demo at WWDC and it was probably the best feature. That's where you saw. can basically use a point, yeah. a, a, a mouse. An iPad and the Mac back side by mm -hmm. side. We, there hasn't even been in the beta yet because they're, they're still working at the kinks or whatever it is. So yeah, as you say, you know, the speed of this stuff, we take it for granted, but even from the M1 to the M1 pro is remarkable in less than a year to get that technology. I mean, you look at like Intel. Oh, speaking of which, I have a correction for last week. I said Intel was on seven nanometers. It's actually on 10 nanometers. Okay. The uh, the, the Alder Lake processor isn't seven, it's on it's 10. Even though they call it Intel seven to be tricky. Oh, those marketing anyway, people. Yeah, yeah. 
but um, the, the speed at which this stuff moves is just remarkable. And yeah, things, as you move that fast, things break. And particularly at the scale that Apple and Microsoft and these companies move, you know, people were bashing Windows 11 recently too, for problems that, you know, that, you know, they're, the scale is just unfathomable that Apple has to push this stuff out to. So I'm not excusing it. And I wrote the article and I, you know, I took them to task for it, but mm -hmm. there's also a level of understanding that, you know, this stuff is, it's ridiculously cutting edge, cutting edge how fast it moves from, from year to year. It's also we really complex. And I, I think that's where, you know, I, I, people may be missing what's going on because Apple and, and Microsoft with Windows, you know, they take technology that is incredibly complex and boil it down to something yeah. that seems simple, but it's really not because you've got so many moving parts under the hood that have to work together. And so one little thing out of line and you're going to have some issues that crop up in places you might not even expect them. So it's just, you know, cautionary tale, embrace technology, buy new if you want to, you know, grab Windows 11 or, you know, but be aware that you know, there may be occasional glitches. Sure. We have one um, viewer question for you guys about Private Relay. They're asking, they're seeing lots of conflicting information about whether Private Relay actually slows down anything, and they're asking for advice on using it. What? Go ahead, Mike. Uh, you know, I mean, either one of us can speak to it, but um, I haven't seen, I haven't seen it slow down anything. Um, I don't have it on my Mac. I have it on my iPhone. But um, so what it is. It's basically a VPN for Safari, but it's only for browsing. Like you can't use it to access like Netflix in Europe or something. It would be the opposite, but like some like BBC in, in, in England or something sure. like that, that, that's not what the kind of VPN is. It, what it does is it just kind of uh, hides your IP address as you're using Safari. So, you know, trackers and things can't get your information. That's it. It doesn't work in Chrome or any other browser. It doesn't affect your internet activity anywhere else, but when you're using Safari. And all it really does is it, is it, is it hides your, your IP address from people who are looking to get that information. Yeah. Um, I, I would recommend turning it on if you, you know, it is beta. So like Ken said yesterday, there was an issue, there was an outage, but I haven't seen it slow down my traffic at all. But then again, I haven't really tested it AB testing to see, but I haven't noticed uh, slowdown on at least at least not on my iPhone on, on my on my iPhone. Yeah, agreed. Seat of the pants. I haven't noticed any any slowdown at all. In and, and I generally I'm online all the time surfing. So if yeah. things start to bog down, I usually notice it right away. Again, there may be milliseconds or you know that 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 I'm missing out on here, but it's not noticeable day to day. Right. So one last point. Um, on this back to the back to the memory leak. Thank you guys for answering that. Um, a few I actually just looked back for everything in my mind we talked about a few weeks ago. This was actually in February. Um, we talked about the um, SSD health yes. um, with M1 MacBooks, and that was ultimately resolved. Correct. Correct. Yeah. What it was. So I forget what I forget what OS release eleven point say three, I don't remember. Okay. Um, Apple fixed it. They said it was a reporting issue and not a SSD health issue. So quick, quick readers digest. The oh, issue okay. was people who, who look at this stuff and understand this stuff were, were seeing SSD 
you know, so when you run like reports on your SSD health, it, it takes um, what you're reading and writing and estimates how much life of the SSD, have, the drive, the SSD is solid state storage drive, um, how much is, is, has been used. And what they were seeing is that on the M1 MacBooks that they were using much higher, like the, the percentage that had been used in like a month, because it was January, was much higher than it should be. Like in some cases, like 12, 13% already. So SSD should last, you know, five, seven, 10 years without problem. Mm -hmm. Based on that, it would last like eight months, you know? <laughs> so like it was, it was, it was way higher than it should have been. So people, you know, kind of sounded the alarm there. But what Apple said was that it was the way the, the reporting tool didn't understand the way the, the system on chip worked with the storage or something like that. And they apparently fixed that just the way it's reported. So it wasn't that the SSD was actually um, degrading, just that the reporting of it was showing that it was degrading. Got it. That's a great explanation, Michael. You nailed it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah, we have no we have no reason to believe or not believe that, but that's well, that's, that's the story. And and the and the complaints went away. Now we'll know in a few years, I guess, if SSD starts. Yeah, stay in my ears. <laughs> yeah, if they're no longer usable. So is the is the potential um, fix to these memory leaks just a software update? I mean, I I, I hope so mm -hmm. because, like I said, when I quit when I quit apps and when I keep an eye on things, it's fine. Okay. So I would assume it's the way the apps are accessing the memory and keeping it. So what's supposed to happen is an app uses the memory. Then when you're done with that app, it lets it go. But that doesn't seem to be happening. It seems to be keeping it and then building, 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 building until you kill, kill it and then it lets it all go. And um, I don't know technically why or, or, or if that should be happening, but it definitely seems as though Apple uh, in, a, in, a, in a Monterey or a Big Sur update, probably, you know, probably both, could, could at least alleviate it in a way that it's, that it's no longer an issue. Got or it. no longer a noticeable issue, rather. And certainly very frustrating to... Yeah, and you know, listen, memory leaks are a thing. They happen. It's, it's just that it seems to be happening uh, with a bit more regularity, uh, sure. particularly with the, with the, with the, with the, newer, the newer Macs. All right. Any more thoughts from either of you guys? So to conclude here, potentially new M1 Pro slash M1 Max iMac, 27 inches in maybe April, maybe June-ish. Yeah, Early-ish, 2022. And basically. yeah, probably with an M1, rumored to be with an M1 Pro or M1 Max chip, some ports, bigger screen, probably not 30, 30, probably not 30 inches, right? You guys threw yeah, around I mean, like I said, 30, 32. I was hoping like 32, because when you look That's at the 21 huge. to the 24, it is, it's really big. Absolutely, it is, but my That's God. like a TV. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's very big, but, you know, it's sitting on your desk, so why not? You know, I have a 30-inch monitor off to the left of me that I use every day. I mean, you want as much as you can get. Sure. But it's looking like 27, which is still which is still pretty big. You know, All right. it's not like it's, it's going to be tiny. <laughs> and... um some m1 mac memory leak issues that hopefully will be resolved with some so with a software update i'm sure if that happens we'll probably 
be talking about it. So I appreciate you guys. And for any more on either of these topics, you can check out in the description. Um, In the live chat, I've linked some of Mike's articles from Macworld. But once after we're live, I'll go back in, add the articles in so you can read those at your leisure. So thank you both so much for calling in and talking. Mike, I'm glad your internet and your 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 power came back and your internet held up. I also have this weird this weird light shining on my head now. It's it's good. How's it go off my desk? All right. Well, thank you both so much for calling in and talking today. And thank you all so much for watching this episode of Today in Tech. If you like this video, please do give it a thumbs up. If you are watching on Computer World's LinkedIn page, you can also head over to our YouTube channel, IDG Tech Talk, where you can like the video over there, subscribe to our channel and hit the bell icon so you're notified every single time we post a new video. If you have any questions or comments either about the 27-inch iMac with an M1 Pro slash M1 Max chip that's going to be coming or about these um, memory leaks, please do let us know in the comments and I'll do my best to get back to you. Thanks again for watching and we'll see you next time.